Hello, this is Dr. B and welcome back to the No More Shame podcast. Let me just stop and thank each of you who have listened, who have shared and even subscribed to my podcast. I don't know if you're aware now, but you can listen to my podcast on all platforms. The last podcast, I briefly stated that I will share with you how my father and I reunited. Well, this podcast will be dedicated to my father and our reunification. Actually, this week is very special to me. And Saturday, September the 21st, my father and I will celebrate 22 years of reunification. So I'm more than happy to share with you my testimony. So get ready, sit back, relax for my testimony. Are you ready? Well, one Sunday morning in 1997, actually it was Easter Sunday morning, I was at my home church. And like every country church on an Easter Sunday, it was packed as usual. The parking lot was packed. I was in the choir when the church door swung open and a pastor who I recognized walked in with another man in a suit who I did not recognize. My cousin in the choir leaned over to me and whispered in my ear, that's your daddy. I leaned back over and whispered, no, it's not. Then I began to focus clearly at the features because now I'm 22 years old. I had not been in contact with my father since I was 16 and I had not even seen him since I was 11 years old. Once I realized that the man in the suit walking up the aisle was my father and he was not in shackles and chains, no stripes or orange suit, the tears began to fall uncontrollably. Not because I was excited and happy, but because I was afraid, because I was scared. You have to understand that I was had been told all of my life that my father was a bold man. He was not scared of anything. And I did not know what he would say. I did not want him to stand up and ask, where is my daughter or who is my daughter? I knew my father was in my hometown and had been there for a while. However, I was not aware of his privileges that he had. Because I had developed such a hate for him over the years, I didn't even want to have anything to do with him. I actually didn't even want to hear his name call. I would share with people not to discuss him around me, not to share with me anything, and do not give me any messages from me. When someone has not been in your life for some time, there sometimes become a bitter taste in your mouth that developed for them. And in the eyes of a child, having an absent parent can be one of the worst feelings, especially when everyone around you have both of their parents and especially when everyone seems to be talking about their mother and their father. Therefore, for me, I despised my father for abandoning me. I realized that some people don't think, even today, that he abandoned me. But when you only think of your own selfish desires and not your children, and you act accordingly, I consider it abandonment. Parents, let me stop and share with you right now. Be mindful of your actions, because whether you believe it or not, or whether you know it or not, or whether you recognize it or not, they affect your children. So here I am in church and the thoughts were racing through my mind as my tears fell uncontrollably. How could you just walk in church and embarrass me in front of all of these people? How could you just show up without a notice? How could you just show up at church of all the places? You can't just walk back into my life without a notice. 
Needless to say, because my tears continued to fall and they continued to fall uncontrollably, I left out of church with the intention that I would leave church to avoid the embarrassment. Several people followed me, including my mother, to see what was going on and why was I crying. But believe it or not, no one seemed to understand. Many asked, what was I crying for and what was wrong with me? I guess if you've never been in my situation, you would not have understood either. But due to the packed parking lot at the little country church, I was unable to get out. I eventually returned to the choir, but from that point, I just stared at the back of my father's head, scared that he would turn around and notice me, not even realizing that he had no clue of who I was or what I even looked like at this point in my life. That day, we never met. After church, I left immediately. However, five months later, my father returned back to the church, September 21st, 1997. And when he walked through the door, the same scared and nervous feelings swelled up in me once again. Once again, I was faced with the possibility that he may ask about me openly since he did not get a chance to meet me the time before. However, service ended and I did what I did the very last time. I left immediately, again fearing what might transpire. By this time, no one really could understand why I did not want any interaction with my father. However, I actually didn't know how to express it in an appropriate language. So I just kept saying, I just don't want to. I just don't want to. I just don't want to. And I kept saying it in a very firm tone. However, later that day, to my surprise, little did I know that we would end up meeting. And my 23-year-old body and my mind went back to the 11-year-old little girl who visited her father in prison that one time. Once again, not knowing what I would say or do. He looked me in my eyes and he said, you're 23 now. He stated my birthday, June 30th, 1974. And he went on to say, I love you. I'm sorry. I never wanted to hurt you, but I can't change the past. But what I can do is start from here and move on. And honestly, I don't remember anything else after that. He talked about seven to 10 minutes and he hugged me. And I have no clue what was said after that. And suddenly the visit was over. Immediately, it was then that all of my hatred, all of the anger turned into love. It was instantaneously for me. And when I got to my apartment that afternoon, I began to write a letter to him, letting him know exactly how I had felt over all the years, how I hated him, how I hated his guts, how I couldn't stand to hear his name called because he abandoned me. And there was no way in this world that I would even call him daddy. I told him how I had denied him and I had told people that actually my daddy was dead. Believe it or not, my best friends in school and my friends in college had no clue that my father was even living. But over the years, I want to share with you that it has not been easy developing a relationship with my father. There has been plenty of ups and downs and many misunderstandments, but the love and the respect grew. 
the relationship group. And I can tell you proudly that there is nothing and no one that would ever come between the two of us. Over all the times, the years that we have been developing our relationship, not once did I ever say, you are not in my life, I don't have to listen to you, but I totally respected him. So Saturday, September the 21st, even though it will be 22 years of reunification, and even though I will go behind the prison bars to visit him, I am totally grateful and I am totally thankful that God literally saved me in the midst of the storm. So you will say, no more shame. No, that's what I say. No more shame. Yes, no more shame. This is my testimony. This is the path that God ordained for me. And I love it now. It wasn't easy loving it. It, was, it wasn't easy accepting it. I don't know what your situation is or what your circumstance is. But I can tell you, don't allow it to hinder where God is trying to take you. Use your situation, use your circumstance, use your test and turn it into your testimony. Use your mess and turn it into your message. And use your life to help someone else's life. So I proudly say, no more shame. I proudly say, I love my father. I proudly say that I honor and respect him. And I proudly say that I am proud to be his daughter. So I just want to encourage you. Sometimes our situations will cause us some shame. And sometimes it will cause us some embarrassment. And like I've said it before, this was no issue of my own. I did nothing to create this. So I should hold my head up high. And I tell you to hold your head up high. Put, square your shoulders back and tell your testimony. Even though sometimes the tears will fall. And even though sometimes still the devil will come in and try to make you feel like you should be ashamed. But you have to understand that God has not given us a spirit of fear. And you have to also understand understand that I am not ashamed. I am not ashamed of anything that God has allowed me to go through and he's brought me out of. So I encourage you today to tell your testimony and to live like God has ordained and intended for you to live. I thank you for listening to my podcast, No More Shame. I ask that you share it. I ask that you subscribe to it. And I ask that you use it to help you to be a better you. Thank you and have a great day. Once again, this is Dr. B, No More Shame.